Hi, and welcome to Milfy Rich. I'm your host, Jenny Jector. This podcast is all about motherhood, the heavy emphasis on the ways that we nurture ourselves and the ways that we self-abandon. I'll be sharing personal growth stories and tools from my own life and the lives of my clients, as well as conversations with experts who are helping to shatter old paradigms of motherhood so that women everywhere can embrace what it means to be fully alive and fully themselves. It's time to get lit and embrace your intoxicating aliveness. Hello, hello, my friends. It has been a minute. (laughs) I have really been thinking about what I wanted to do with this podcast. Given that I am very focused on serving one area of the population, and that being hot moms who want to be sober curious (laughs) and just know that I don't think of hot or sexy in one particular way. Like I think of a hot mom or sexy mom as just being a mom that is fully embodied in herself and living into the truest expression of who she is. So it's not even like a focus on physical looks. And historically, my podcast has been more of an interview style. And I probably will still have some interviews on this podcast. But I wanted to start off today telling you a little bit about where I am in my own sober curious journey and some questions that you might ask yourself to know whether or not you are interested in being sober curious. (laughs) It's interesting because I've been thinking to myself lately, is sober curiosity just the the stopping point, like the, the resting place, the rest area before you go to Soberville? For some people, it might be that. I think that that is where I am going myself. So I want to tell you, first, if you're new to the podcast, hello, my name is Jenny Jector, and I, um, I'll i tell you a little bit about my history. So I worked in the alcohol industry for almost 14 years. I went into the alcohol industry almost right out of graduate school. I got my master's in professional counseling. I was very much not enjoying the process of my program, and I just didn't feel connected to doing that type of work. And at the time, my boyfriend was like, oh, I think you'd be great at sales, at sales. And, you know, why don't you look at being a liquor distributor? I was like, okay, you know, and I didn't really care about alcohol. I wasn't passionate about wine. A lot of people get into the industry because they have an interest and a passion for wine. And that wasn't me. Um, so I just got into it because someone told me they thought I'd be good at it. And it turns out I was, I was really good at it, not because of my interest in alcohol, but because of my interest in people and how I love to build relationships and that being around people, I'm an extrovert, like being around people really energizes me. 
And it was during my time in the alcohol industry that I really developed a habit of drinking. And I won't say that like I ever got to the place where I was like, oh my gosh, I am so worried that I might be an alcoholic. I never had that thought about myself, but I did feel a lot of times that like I was drinking more than I should and that I didn't feel good and that it was really inhibiting me from like living the type of life that I wanted to. Like I didn't feel like my priorities were in line. Like it was really always really important to me to like have a healthy physical body and to look good and like how I looked in my body. And I felt a lot of times that my drinking got in the way of that because I was always, you know, double eating, double downing after I drank on food. And it made me more like critical of myself, you know, like a lot of times when I would say, oh, I'm not going to drink. And then on a Wednesday, like I would have a glass of wine. Like the next day, there was a lot of time spent berating myself. Like, oh, why did you do that? You shouldn't have done that, this and that. And so during the time that I worked in the alcohol industry, I really felt like I just developed this drink the Kool-Aid mentality around alcohol. You know, like everyone around me was drinking. Most of the people I knew, like even drank more than me. So I always had something to compare myself to and kind of like try to make myself feel better. And I'll say a caveat, like if you notice yourself doing that, if you notice yourself comparing yourself to other people and how much they drink in a way, as a way to make yourself feel better, that's a clue that you're not right with yourself. If you're trying to use other people to boost yourself up, it's not really making you see the truth, right? It's not telling yourself the truth. And so it was during my time in the alcohol industry, like I just developed this habit and I felt like because I was drinking less than other people, like I didn't really have a problem, but I wasn't really doing the full inventory of how my drinking was affecting my life. How was it affecting my emotional life? How was it affecting my relationships? What was I noticing I wasn't doing because I was drinking or thinking about drinking or thinking about the fact that I had drank? And it was during this time when I started my coach certification in 2019 that I started to question how much I was drinking and really look at it, like really look at like, what was the cost for me? And I'll say like, even though I wouldn't say that I was getting drunk a lot, because that was definitely like something like my college years or like going on vacation. Yeah. Like I might get drunk. I was drinking to a point to feel something, you know, I was trying to feel something that I wasn't able to feel naturally. And in essence, what I was doing was like numbing myself to my experience of life. So when I went through my coach certification and I, I learned so much about managing urges and allowing emotion and deep acceptance of self and of reality And I did the work to decondition my desire for alcohol. And 
when I talk about desire for alcohol, I'm talking about how much you want it. Now you might not know how much you want it. You might just say like, I don't really want it. Like I could stop anytime. And my question in response to your hypothetical question or your hypothetical like response is then why don't you? If you could stop anytime, then why don't you? Because those will be your obstacles to removing alcohol, even for a period of time. It will be your thoughts, right? And it was during this time of doing the work on my drinking that I created the experience where I didn't want it. I took alcohol out. It was 105 days that I went without alcohol. And my intention at that time was never to say I'm never having it again. I still worked in the wine industry at this point or alcohol industry at this point. I was still thinking to myself, like, you know, if I go on vacation, I want to have a margarita on the beach with my husband. I want to be able to do that. And, And my thought has always been like, well, when I go to Italy, I want to enjoy some wine in Italy. Like that has always been this thought that has prohibited me from saying I don't drink. Right. And so during this 105 days that I removed alcohol completely, it really changed my life. And when I say it changed my life, I mean, it showed me how much desire I had for alcohol, how much I wanted it and how much that was making it. So I wasn't motivated for these other big goals. Something that was so profound for me when I took alcohol out during this time and then the period after, the year after working in the industry, my ambition for work skyrocketed. And it wasn't because I was doing things for my boss. It wasn't because I wanted to be praised or acknowledged. It was because I was in this energy of, let me just see what the fuck I can do. Oh my gosh. Like, let me just see how much I can create. Cause I started to be in the habit of creating this feeling of accomplishment for myself. And I'll tell you this, like when you're in the habit of drinking, a lot of times you're trying to feel good about less than accomplishments. And I'm not saying accomplishment is like the only thing that you should be going after in your life. But a lot of times like drinking is like this reward ahead of time. We're like trying to like give ourselves dopamine without actually earning dopamine, without putting in the contribution into our world, into our lives, into our families. We want the dopamine, but we don't want the effort. So that's kind of like how I saw this, this transition is like, I took alcohol out And then this person I became was someone who was intrinsically motivated to achieve and to contribute and to make a difference. And like I said, like I I never had the plan, oh, I'm going to always have alcohol out of my life. And one of the things I was teaching early on in working with my clients was to make a drink plan. And this is what I was doing. So anytime I decided after my 105 days, I reintroduced alcohol and anytime I had a drink, I would plan it. It'd always be 24 hours in advance. And 
I believe that that system can work for a certain type of person. Because what we know is that alcohol, alcoholism is what it used to be called, but now it's called alcohol use disorder is actually on a spectrum. So if you're someone who's concerned about your drinking, there are a certain, there are a few questions that you want to ask yourself and tell yourself the honest truth about to know if one, it's a good idea to try moderation because sometimes my people might try moderation first or, and I'll say this, most people do try moderation first, or if you just need to bite the bullet, rip the bandaid off and take it out completely. And this is where we find ourselves in this like sober curiosity realm, right? Like you're, you're curious what it would be like to not have alcohol in your life and you're not quite sure. So if we think of alcohol use disorder with like a red light, a yellow light and a green light, a red light would be, you don't ever know if you're going to have one or 20 drinks. That would be a sign that you're on the spectrum towards the side where removing alcohol completely is going to be in your best interest. Another sign is that you are energized by drinking. So a lot of times, like what we know is that alcohol is a depressant. So most people are going to feel some sort of like turned down, uh, not depressed, but like a, a minimization of like energy as they drink, the more they drink, the more like that sort of, um, like lower energy state will like take over. And for sure, for me, that was something, especially as I was not drinking very much, like I would have one glass of wine and get exhausted, be totally tired. If you're someone who you get energized, the more you drink, that is a sign that you are on the red side of alcohol use disorder and taking alcohol out would be a really good idea for you. A question to ask yourself, if you have tried to moderate and maybe you've never made like a definitive plan, but if you wanted to try making a plan, if you plan it, do you stick with your plan? This might be someone who is in the yellow. So maybe 50% of the time you stick with it and 50% of the time you don't. Another question to ask yourself might be how much time are you spending thinking about drinking? And I don't just mean like thinking about when you're going to drink. It's thinking about, will I drink? Will I not drink? Thinking about the, um, like, are you planning your day around drinking? Like, is like, if you have carpool that night, do you know, like, oh, I can't drink tonight because I've got carpool. So your, your mind is sort of hyper-focused on the activity of drinking And then the next day, do you spend a lot of time wishing you hadn't drank? And again, this doesn't have to be like, oh, I got hammered last night. This can literally be like, I wish I wouldn't have had that third glass of wine. Do you spend a lot of time in regret mode about your drinking decisions before? And again, this might be putting you in that sort of yellow zone 
And it's just something to be thinking about. Now, over the past couple of years, because my sober curiosity journey has been, I guess, like a few years now where, you know, some weeks I would have nothing. I would go for like a month and not have any alcohol, or I would go a week and maybe I would have three planned glasses of wine. So it has looked different every month. And it wasn't until recently that I started asking myself this question. How does the thought, I'm not a drinker, feel in my body? And I asked myself that. And I felt resonance. I felt this yes energy. I call it yesergy. It's like when I know that spirit is speaking to me, I can feel her expand within me. So I said it again, I'm not a drinker. And what I heard in that moment was I never was. And it made me realize (laughs) that there's probably not a single one of us that as children or young adults thought to ourselves, I'm going to drink alcohol daily as part of my life experience. And I think we weren't thinking that because we probably weren't seeing our lives or our emotional response to life as being a problem. We were lower on our judgment scales inside our heads. And we probably were much closer to our own like natural divinity, our own like loving and open experience to life. And so in the past couple months, I just told myself, I'm not going to have anything to drink for the rest of the year. And that's just where I am right now. I'm not having anything to drink for the rest of the year. This is where I am in this point of my own sober curiosity journey. And the more I ask myself questions and talk to myself about my experience with alcohol in the past couple of years, the more certain I feel that I am closer to not being sober curious, but being sober. And that word for me doesn't always resonate when I think about my experience with alcohol. My sister said that when people just opt in to not drinking alcohol, they're just considered not non-drinkers. I'm a non-drinker. But I'll tell you, there have been times in my life where I have drank excessively, where I have used alcohol as a way to numb out to my life, that the word sober actually would fit. So it doesn't really matter definitions, right? But it matters that you tell yourself the truth. It matters that you look at your experience with alcohol through the lens of curiosity and non-judgment so that you can get clear on what your next right step is, what your next right action is. I'll tell you that the trajectory of this podcast is going to be 
centered around sobriety, sober curiosity, all the things that are under that umbrella for helping people, women, hot moms (laughs) specifically, who want to stop drinking or are at least considering stopping drinking. So if this has been uh, a podcast that you followed and you enjoy the spiritual content, know that there will be tons of spiritual content included in where we're going because you do not get to talk about taking alcohol out without there being so much divine inspiration in those decisions. And if you're new to the podcast, I am so excited to have you here. I want to remind everyone who might be following me, who's not on my social media to please go and follow me on social media. And if you're someone who is thinking more uh, curiously about your relationship with alcohol, you can sign up for my 10-day Sexy AF Challenge, Sexy Alcohol-Free Challenge through the link in my bio on Instagram. I'll also put a link in the show notes for you. This 10-day challenge is uh, essentially for you to have me as your virtual coach via email with some really amazing, powerful videos that I've recorded for you that are going to take your, take your experience of not drinking to a deeper level. And probably on the next couple of podcasts, I'll talk about some of the mistakes that people make in taking alcohol out and why that experience hasn't worked for you long-term to change your relationship with alcohol, to actually make it so that you don't want alcohol and you're drinking differently. This 10-day experience with me as your virtual coach is designed to get you thinking in that way. It's kind of like the first start of like how I work with my clients on their drinking. A lot of the tools that I teach them, I'm teaching you in this 10-day challenge. So if you are ready to experience 10 days of sobriety and you want to have me as your coach, click the link in the show notes or the link on my Instagram, and I will see you next time. Cheers.